All right, welcome back to Ducks and Pucks. This is your host, Mike Walters, along my co-host, Eddie Jones. We're going to get you all caught up on some of the games that happened this uh, past week and uh, look forward to the games this week. And then uh, lots of uh, trade and movement news going on as well. We'll get you all caught up on what's going on and what's current as of uh, we record the show right now. Um, but first, let's go back to uh, the last couple games, Eddie. Uh, we played Ottawa on Wednesday and... Uh, Unfortunately, we came out with a loss in this one. Uh, no goals, and uh, Ottawa beat us uh, three nothing with uh, their red hot uh, Hammond uh, in net for Ottawa. Yeah, and you know, going into the game, um, kind of one of the only thing I really mentioned was you know Ottawa's been on a roll lately, and you know, the, the they they looked like they're on the outside looking in, and now they've won five goal uh, five games in a row, and you know they're right back into the the mix for the playoffs, and it's it's yeah, it's really because of uh, as of late Andrew Hammond who's really been on fire for the for, for Ottawa you know picking up a shot against us beating the Kings and and, and beating the Sharks the other day so you know it, it's hard to come into California and you know and beat all three teams and he you know, he does it he's relatively new to the league so uh, but you know it, it was a it was a bad game but it wasn't you know our worst game uh, we played an all right game um, you know, a couple of sloppy goals Gibson was was pretty good on the night you can't really blame him. Um, I think we we definitely deserve to get a couple goals in that game, but we came up against a hot goalie, and you know the, we could have played a little bit better, but there wasn't much we could do. What do you think about the the lineup change? You know, uh, after the game, a lot of people were upset on Twitter and you know Facebook uh, when Bork was in over Jackman and Brewer was in over Lovejoy. Um, you know, a lot of people upset. There were there was a handful that said, "Oh, okay, you know, maybe they're resting them for Friday against the Kings," which. I don't really buy that because the Kings had back-to-backs with Ottawa on Thursday. Uh, I'm just kind of curious what, why you think that they played those two guys over uh, Jackman and Lovejoy, especially with uh, Jackman getting that extension. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't really sure either. You know, maybe um, they, they felt like those were two guys that you know they they, they would wanted to rest for the Kings game you know, a couple of days later, but. You know, I, I feel like Lovejoy is, is an improvement on Brewer, and and, uh, and Jackman is definitely you know better suited for that fourth line role than Bork. Maybe they're giving Bork another shot. Obviously, we'll talk about it a little bit more later. But he was uh, just put uh, sent down on waivers. Maybe that was his last chance against you know an easier opponent in Ottawa. And you know maybe the same goes for Brewer. Uh, give him, just give him another chance, seeing if they can you know put on a strong game. And you know you know uh, probably tonight we'll see both check out. So. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that's probably it. Um, just maybe resting or giving these guys a last chance. Yeah, that's a good point, Eddie. I mean, maybe uh, they were trying to give one little uh, final effort here against Ottawa. Um, you know, and then when we switched uh, the lineups back uh, on Friday, uh, Jackman came back in, Lovejoy came back in, we played the Kings, and, uh, you know, this was a, a wild one. Uh, in the beginning, it looked like... Um, you know, the Ducks were actually playing well in the beginning of the game, but, uh, you know, the Kings got a goal late in the first period, then they got a goal halfway through the second, and it looked like, uh-oh, here we go, you know, we might be dropping this one to the Kings, and then uh, the third period again, just like against uh, Detroit, we uh, exploded in this one, Eddie, uh, getting four goals and pulling out the win against the Kings at home. Yeah, definitely, and, you know, they, they actually had a really strong uh, first period and, and a lot stronger second period, but the Kings kind of just, you know, that, that second goal by Braden McNabb uh, uh, went in off Lindholm, and, you know, the first goal was a, it was a little bit sloppy, too. You, you know, you can't really blame anybody on that game, but, 
you know, the Ducks come out in, in, in the third period, and, you know, they really don't, you know, put up a lot of shots. They only put up nine shots, um, but they end up putting four, converting on their chance, putting four goals past, uh, past Martin Jones, and, well, I guess three, and then the empty netter. So um, a, a big comeback win, and <laughs> one everybody was hoping would happen. Uh, you know, Kings go up 2 nothing, and, you know, just ending off their streak, you really don't see any hope. But, you know, getting those two quick goals, I think, was the key, you know. Kessler getting the goal and then Edom getting one about a minute and, and a half later is, you know, really sparked the Ducks play. And in the rest of the period, you know, they, they really turned on the four check and, you know, played a complete game and Perry picking up the, picking up the winner and, and then picking up the empty netted to, to seal the win. Yeah, I was really, uh, you know, happy uh, in the third for uh, Kessler because you could see the look on his face, you know, having not scored a goal in ages. Uh, you could tell there's just there was that uh, you know just sense of relief when he finally got that goal, and then I think, you know, after that, uh, obviously all of us in the building at the Honda Center started getting into it, and then uh, right after that with Edom scoring, I mean, the Honda Center was going nuts, and I think uh, the team and the crowd and everybody uh, was just energized from that point on, and it and it just seemed like um, that you know the momentum just completely shifted once it was a tie game, you felt like okay. You know, we could we could do this, and uh, you know, uh, Perry getting that goal too. I mean, that really, uh, you know, put us up. And uh, you know, you, I mean, I wish he would get more excited though, Eddie. I, I thought he was very, very, you know, just so mellow after that goal. You know, I just, I, you know, could he, you know, get a little bit more pumped? I mean, I don't know, but uh, I put that video out there for everybody to look at, and you can you can see his celly uh, on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think just to you, you look at all the stats in the games and. I think the Ducks, you know, they when we talk about how they got to play a complete game and they, they got to play their way, I think this is one of the, you know, the stereotypical games or one of the key games they'll look at to say this is how we got to play if we want to you know, make a, a run to the cup. They, they played the four-check game to perfection. You know, they out-hit uh, LA 52-25. to 25 And, you know, we talked about face-offs last year, and, you know, they won 37 um, to LA's 27 wins, so it, I think it was, in all in all, it was just a really good game. You know, blocked 18 shots, got you know gritty. Um, the Sekac uh, Raquel Edom line uh, really you know excelled in that line. Uh, Sekac looked uh, actually really really good that in that game. So did the other two on the line. You know, got the Kessler line playing good. The the Getzoff line playing good too, and then uh, Wagner had a really good team, game too, picking up the third star. Yeah, you know, and you uh, you mentioned Sekash too. You know, he got his first assist too as a duck, so that was good to see. And uh, yeah, Wagner picked up his play too, um, as as we'll talk about later too. He he got sent back down today, so it looks like Nate Thompson's coming back. But um, I like that kid as well. I like how he uh, plays on uh, both ends of the rink as well. And uh, you know, I, I'm just looking forward to the Ducks keeping it like this as far as the, you know the way that they're playing their. Uh, their games against uh, the Kings, you know, uh, having won three out of four now. Um, I'm hoping that this is the kind of style that they'll have against them uh, or maybe even the Sharks too or Vancouver or the Flames, whoever it is that we're going to meet in the first round, Eddie, coming up here in uh, five, six weeks. Yeah, and, you know, the, you got to play the four-trick game. That, that's really how we're going to beat teams. And you know, winning three out of four against the Kings is definitely good. Uh, obviously, our record against the Sharks isn't – isn't that great? But you know, we got good records against Pacific Division. Pretty much everybody uh, against everybody other than the Sharks. So, um, the Sharks aren't even in a playoff picture right now, so we don't have to worry about that. And you know, I, I think uh, you know our most likely opponent is going to be you know Winnipeg, a Calgary, uh, uh, San Jose, possibly uh, you know Minnesota. One of those types of, of teams going in. And I think 
you know, we got, we got the skill and you know, maybe adding another piece before the deadline. I think we play this way uh, that we did against against the Kings in this game. We definitely have a good chance of beating anybody. Oh, most definitely, Eddie. I mean, this is the type of game that we need to play as far as, like you were mentioning earlier to the stats, the face-offs we dominated, the uh, block shots, the turnovers, the giveaways. I mean, pretty much every stati- statistical category we uh, came out ahead, and uh, that's what we need to do. And uh, tonight, you know, we go into Dallas. Um, they're a little bit shorthanded without uh, Tyler Seguin, you know, that nasty hit he took uh, a couple weeks ago. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to put anything behind uh, Dallas. You know, uh, Spets is going to fill in there on the top line for them. And, you know, Dallas, they're going to play us tough. Uh, we've only played them once, uh, beat them in that first game 2-1. to one. But uh, I expect this one to be a close game. And um, I think it's still going to be tight, even even with uh, Inroth and Net for Dallas. Um, I, I don't see them, you know, uh, rolling over in this one, Eddie. No, and I think really Enroth is a breath of, uh, breath of fresh air for them uh, as of late. And Lettinen got grilled by Lindy Ruff in the last game uh, for, for playing pretty poor. And, you know, they haven't been that good in, in their last 10 games. And they've got the talent up front. They've got Sagan and, you know, Ben and, uh, like you said, Spezza and, you know, a couple other guys up there too. And, you know, you look at where they are. Yeah, in the standings, you look at the goals for in the, in in the Western Conference, and you know they're up there for the most goals for in the Western Conference with 195. Uh, I believe they're uh, first, if not second, um, in the Western Conference with goals for. But then they've also got 207 goals against, which is just terrible. You know that we've we've looked at Dallas in the last few years and said their defense is going to be able to hold it, but you know everybody thought Lightning was going to be good enough, and he hasn't shown that this season. And, and Enroth isn't really a huge step forward, so this I think this is definitely a game we should be winning. Uh, you know, Dallas has had their struggles at home, uh, and you know, even on the road too. Um, and with without Sagan, this is really a, a game that we we should be winning with their goaltending uh, problems and and you know their issues on defense as well. Yeah, I think more of the question in this game is for us. Uh, you know, we picked up a fleshman. Um, recently from florida but you know the issue is uh, he's got a late uh plane ride in so we don't really know the lineup uh you know we kind of talked about this put it out on the blog uh, what do you think you, you think he goes on the top line second line third line you know left winger we put him in there or where, where do you think he's going to try and fit in in tonight's contest um well i think you know we got paul mary playing on that top line last game and he's a right wing i think um, you know, somebody's got to got to step out. Uh, Thompson's back in, so we you know we saw that with Wagner going down. So you know, maybe we'll, and you know the Raquel Edom Sakats line played so well. It, you know, it's really hard to tell where they're gonna put people. Uh, you know, you could see Fleischman popping on the right line, on the fourth line. Maybe he goes on the first line for Palmieri, and Cogliano drops down to the third line. Edom to the fourth line. Jackman gets scratched. Maybe Edom gets scratched. Uh, uh, you know, I really don't know. I think the most likely guy to get scratched is Jackman. Um, and then Edom probably jumped down to the fourth line, even though that line's been doing so good. And then Palmieri gets put on that uh, that third line. And then either uh, Fleischman on the first line or Cogliano on the first line and you know, and the other on the second. Uh, it's really hard to tell, though. I, you know, it, the, the lines are a lot better. And, you know, it's not really a bad problem to have when you've, you've got – you know, good players who, who who are better than the fourth line playing on the fourth line, and you know Bruce is gonna you know roll them more minutes than a normal fourth line gets, uh, especially if uh, Jackman's guy gets scratched. You put Edom and Maroon down there, um, but you know I, I I don't think it really matters where he plays, um, but I think first line probably maybe third line. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see it tonight. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think he's going to go in, obviously, left winger, uh, probably first or third line uh, with Paul Murray getting back at his natural position. So, now we'll try and see what happens, you know, um, as of right now, it's a little bit up in the air. But, uh, we'll, you know, obviously, we'll have it updated. Uh, I try to keep the lineups updated throughout the day, so I always check back. You know, after this game, Eddie, talk about a team on the move. Uh, you know, we're going to go to Arizona and play the uh, the Coyotes that have, uh, you know, been subject of a lot of trade rumors. Um talked about it all over the place and they made a move today so you know this team's gonna look a, a lot different probably come uh, Tuesday when we face them yeah and you know they're pretty much uh, going for the rebuild and they're going for you know that bottom spot in, in the tank and I think it's really a, a smart move you know they're only one point ahead of Edmonton and and four points ahead of uh, Buffalo and They've lost their last nine, and you know statistically in the Western Conference, goals for, goals against, goal differential, they're they're the worst team. And you know trading your best players and for Matt uh, Yandel and most likely McCallick by the by the end of this uh, the trade deadline on Monday, uh, you know they're pretty much going for uh, that first overall pick and trying to get McDavid. And you know it's a good move for them. We obviously saw the trade today with Yandel and you know bringing a guy like Declare back and. A first round pick in next year's draft and a, and a second in this year's draft loading up on on, on the picks which is you know a, a good move for them uh as much as it's it's you know i i don't i don't have anything against arizona just you know seeing some of these players go to arizona it's a little bit harder to watch the games but you know th- this is a team right now who's lost nine in a row um and they've lost an, their arguably their top player and you know their top two players in in Vermette and Yandel so I, this has to be a win this is a game where you, know, you you can't lose this against one of the worst teams in the NHL and especially now it um even even in Arizona you, you know you can't lose this game yeah I think this one again would be another lineup uh question for us too maybe more on the goalie front um you know Frederick Anderson's back he hasn't played uh you know Gibson's going to get the nod in Dallas you know, I'm wondering with the back-to-back situation, uh, obviously playing Montreal, a super strong uh, team in the East right now. I'm curious, what do you think? you think that uh, Bruce maybe throws Freddie out there, uh, you know, because, you know, his conditioning is probably not 100%. Maybe you put him against uh, Arizona and then uh, Gibson uh, against the much stronger uh, Canadians on the tail end of the back-to-backs. Yeah, I think it's an it's an interesting question for both teams with um... – Oh, I, uh, from Montreal, where the uh, first were back to back for them, they'll be playing LA the night after playing us. So, you know, do we face Price or Tokarski? Or um, I think most realistically, we're probably the ones who have to face Price. And then I think it all comes down to is, you know, Gibson's getting the start tonight. Uh, if he wins tonight, um, you know, they're riding the hot hand. I think Anderson's most is probably ready to go tonight, but they're they're riding the high hand in Gibson and. You know, if Gibson gets the win tonight, which you know he, he pretty much should, um, then we might see Anderson get the the Tuesday start against uh, Arizona, and then uh, Gibson keep trying to keep winning uh, against Montreal on on Wednesday. I, I think that's probably how it's gonna go. And you know maybe even if Gibson loses, then bring back Anderson against a you know low scoring team like uh, Arizona and see if he's uh, ready to go, and then put uh, Gibson in on Wednesday. I think 90% of chance that probably Gibson gets to start on Wednesday against Montreal. Yeah, and that one's going to be a tough one. I mean, you know, Montreal right now is playing extremely well, um, you know, and and I mean, I just talked to them, uh, re, uh, some of their uh, fans that they run a show, um, actually after we made the trade for Sekach, and, um, you know, they're expecting, uh, you know, the, the 
playoff picture for them this year is is very high. I mean, it was last year until price went down, obviously. And I, I think, you know, Montreal, uh, you know, and we talked about the Islanders before in the podcast too are up there. I, I think, you know, Montreal has a really good chance of going um, at least to the Eastern Conference Finals again, Eddie. And I, I think it's going to be a, a good uh, – Another good measuring stick, just like the Kings game was uh, for the Ducks on Wednesday. Yeah, and you know, you look at the Eastern Conference, and uh, you know, with the Rangers recently adding Yandel, you could pretty much see a uh, you know a, a Rangers Montreal uh, Eastern Conference final again, and you know, Montreal's rolling, and Price is a candidate for the Hart Trophy, and you know, how great he's been this season, and. You know, they, you know they, they don't score a lot of goals, but you really you don't have to. You look at Price in his last 26 games; he's only allowed uh, two or more goals in, in two of those 26 games. So if if Montreal puts you behind by two goals, uh, you know you've pretty much lost the game. And you know, looking at how well Price has done, um, you know that's why it, it's going to be interesting to see what goalie we face. Um, because of the back-to-back from Montreal. But like I said, Price is probably the guy who's going to come up against us and then Tukarski for them against uh, L.A. Uh, just because of how well that we're doing and, you know, compared to L.A. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Like I said, they don't score a lot of goals, but you know, we can't – we got to limit. It's going to be a one-goal game, and it's going to be a close game. So uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun game to watch, but it's going to be nerve-wracking at the same time. Yeah, it's, like you said, it is going to be nerve-wracking. I mean, that one's going to be a tough one. Um, uh, playing against a you know, tough opponent like Montreal, um, it should be interesting. And, and things don't get much easier either, Eddie. I mean, on Friday, uh, we're going to have the uh, Penguins come to town. We'll be playing them. And, of course, they're you know always up there in the playoffs too. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. These two games are going to be tough for the Ducks that play Montreal and Pittsburgh. Um, these are two games that, you know, I would really, you know, when we do the podcast next week, look back at these two and, uh, these two will really determine how the ducks I think will do, uh, going forward in the playoffs. And, you know, we, we kind of don't know how the line is going to be anyways. We still got a day and a half of the trade deadline, you know, things may change for the ducks too. So, um, it's kind of hard to preview those couple games, uh, with stuff up in the air, but, um, I look for these two to be playoff type games and atmospheres and definitely measuring sticks for the ducks going into the final month of the season. Yeah. And I, I think having these two games uh, on the center is nice. Not to say that, you know, Pittsburgh and Montreal are, are two very good away teams as well, but, you know, just having that, that, you know, a little bit slight edge, uh, on home ice is, is going to be nice. And, you know, Pittsburgh also has won three in a row. Montreal's won four in a row and, well, they might be rolling both of them by the time they uh, they roll up into Honda Center. So it, you know those are gonna be two big games, and you know if we can come out of them with two wins, it's it's gonna be a huge step forward and you know a big momentum boost heading into Monday against the the Canucks. Right, and talking about now shifting gears um, as far as all the player movement stuff, we we mentioned some things going on here. We've got uh, uh, you know the recent trade with Sekatch. And then we had the trade with uh, Fleshman. What, what do you think about Fleshman? You know, we put out a poll question uh, about whether or not the Ducks were going to keep Fleshman and then trade some other players, or do you think he'd be a package deal for something bigger and, and another defensive man? What, what are your thoughts, Eddie, on the uh, the move to get Fleshman? Yeah, I think it's a pretty good deal considering what we gave up. Obviously, getting up another pick, it, um, you know, kind of shows our intent and. You know, there's still another deal that possibly could be made for a defenseman. So, you know, the, the obviously Murray wants to go for it. Uh, you look at his numbers throughout his career, uh, 
you know, career high 61 points. Uh, you know, was on pace for close to that back in 2012-2013. Uh, you know, he had only had 28 last year and has 21 this year in 52 games. Uh, you know, you can't. It's hard to look at that and say, oh, he's not that great of a player. You know, he's a top six guy on on a good team. I think maybe a top nine guy. Um, but you know, it, he's he can score. He's creative. He's a playmaker. And you know, maybe he'll get a you know a little bit of inflation of points while playing with the team. Uh, you know, like the Ducks, depending on what line he plays on. You know, coming from a team that doesn't score a lot of goals. Um, and you know, getting them for, for getting Heatley off. You know, get him out of the organization and. And you know, bringing in Fleischman for essentially a, a third-round pick is, I think, is a, a really good deal for the Ducks. Yeah, you mentioned Heatley too. So it's like we we got rid of Rizgalov, which uh, if, you, if you hadn't heard that news, he ended up retiring as well, which gave us about almost uh, three million cap space. You know, obviously make some more moves. We also got rid of Heatley. And we just put Borg on waivers as well. So it seems like, uh, you know, at least Murray and Boudreaux are, are getting the picture now and clearing out, you know, the people that aren't helping us. I'm just hoping that the next move is that we go get that D-man, Eddie. Uh, you know, I'm happy with what they're doing right now. Um, and I think, you know, the, the latest question now is what's going to happen with Bolesky. We talked about um, that before, and that's really been the hot topic today is, uh, you know, he hasn't gotten a contract extension. Uh, and, the, and the question is, and as most things in life, it comes down to money. And really, I mean, I, they, they say they want to keep him, but I, it's all going to come down to how much he wants and, you know, how much is Murray going to pay him? Um, what are your thoughts on the Bolesky situation? Yeah, you know, he's, he's going to want a lot of money. He's having a, a good season. And, uh, you know, the, the, the weird thing is, you, you know, bringing in Sekhatch, you're like, okay, swapping out a guy, bringing in, swapping out a right hand wing for a left wing. You know, still the same on a roster spots. It uh, doesn't really change anything. But then bringing in Fleischman for a guy who's not playing in the team, playing in the AHL, and he's you know playing left wing. He's a top nine guy. You know, kind of the same position as Bolesky. Um, you look at it saying, you know, does this is this the end for Bolesky? Or you know, there's a couple questions you have to think of when when Fleischman comes into the Ducks. You say, well, maybe does Edom stay up? Does he get sent down? You know, he's playing good on the right wing, and you know we could keep him on the right wing if he stays up. Uh, and then if we keep Bolesky and send Edom down, somebody's got to go play on the on the right. Maybe that doesn't play right wing a lot. Um, maybe Fleischman, you know, Silf, I mean, uh, Cogliano, Maroon, somebody else popping on the right wing. Um, or maybe does Bolesky get traded? And I, and I honestly think that's probably the most realistic option. Bolesky uh, gets traded in, in a deal for a defenseman or you know, maybe to pick up some more picks after we pick up a deal for a defenseman, something like that. I think that's the most likely option. And, you know, uh, I, I like Bolesky. I have nothing wrong with him. You know, I'm in I'm in the group with uh, a lot of other people who believe that, you know, the way he's producing this year, uh, he might not be able to, you know, produce like that again in his career. Maybe he'll reach 20 a couple more times. But uh, realistically, I don't think he can get above 20 you know, for consecutive seasons or, you know, maybe that many more seasons in his career. And, you know, if you're going to sell him, you might as well sell him uh, when the price is uh, as, high, as high as it can be. So um, I, I think realistically, Bolesky probably gets traded and, and you know, Edom stays up with the team. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, I, I don't want to see him go. Of course, I don't. But I think if you're going to do it, now is the time to do it. I mean, he's having a career year. It is, you know, the final contract, 
here for him. And, you know, the Ducks do need a demon. And you brought in two, you know, left wings, as you mentioned. So I think, you know, that may be uh, the situation is to try to, unless they can get him for a really, really good price, which it's going to be tough because he's been playing well. So, I mean, I think that's the big question between now and, you know, obviously tomorrow on the deadline um, with what the Ducks are going to do next. Um, we're just going to have to, you know, keep our fingers on it and see everything. Um, it looks like more and more people are getting picked off, though, Eddie. Uh, it only looks like there's maybe a couple options left out there for the Ducks. Um, who, do you, who do you think uh, the Ducks might try to go after now uh, with, you know, Gandal and Vermint and all these other movements going on? Yeah, I think we're pretty much done for forwards. Um, I, I don't see any other guys coming in unless we're, you know, doing a hockey deal, uh, you know, swapping a forward for a forward, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. Um you know, a lot of people talking about how Fleischman might get packaged away, but I, I doubt that that's going to be the case. Um, so, you know, Bolesky and, you know, with the guys available, I think, you know, Petri from the Oilers has been rumored around lately saying that, you know, he's probably uh, the Ducks are high on his list. And McCallick um, still, you know, there's a little bit of issues with his health. And, you know, if any, any picks are going back the other way, they're going to be uh, conditional based on, you know, his health with his concussion and everything. And then uh, Coburn as well from... Uh, from the Flyers is another option. They're shopping around some of their their defensemen as well. So I think you know those guys, Petri, McCallick, and Coburn, are, are probably the three you know top guys. But they're, they're, you know there could be an off the board guy who ends up getting traded that we didn't even think about. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they if they make a move come uh, Monday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if we do make a move by Monday. I really hope we do. Um, you know, I got invited on a uh, live talk show for the first time uh, for our blog and everything that we do um, on uh, websportslive.com. They have a show called In the Trenches, um, and the host, uh, Josh and Joey, had me on there uh, talking about you know, everything going on with the, the Ducks and the trade, obviously, because we had our recent trade with uh, Montreal and they asked me what I thought about us, you know, and our chances going into playoffs. And, you know, the way I look at it right now, I, I think the Ducks, you know, can beat somebody in the first and second round. Um, like you had mentioned, uh, looks, you know, now it looks like the Sharks on the, on the way out instead of the Kings. So I, I think we can beat any of those teams in the West, at least in the first and second round. Um, and, and, and get to the Western Conference. But, you know, I, I still say we need that one missing piece uh, of the demon just because, uh, you know, Nashville's looking really strong. Um, St. Louis is still up there, too. Obviously, Chicago with Kane outs having some issues, and, and they're making moves, too. But I'm not too worried about Chicago. But um, I, I think still to, to go all the way, you know, we're not going to get a pronger and a Scott Niedermeyer. That's just not going to happen, but we got to get somebody that's going to play solid defense, shut down the other team um, to get to that distance. Um, what do you think uh, Eddie, as far as our chances? Yeah, I think we have good chances and, you know, um, uh, just a little update here as of now, uh, Winnipeg's actually beating the Kings four to one. So that, that looks like uh, that they might actually, uh, you know, move farther down the, the standing if Calgary can pick up a win. Uh, so, yeah, I think we have a good chance. Like you said, uh, Chicago, you know, they're still a threat without Vermette. Uh, I mean, without Kane, they picked up Vermette. They've got Sharp, Hosa, Taves. You know, they're a strong team, picking up Kimo team on, on the back end. Uh, Nashville, uh, St. Louis, you know. Uh, you know, th- those are going to be some tough teams. And even, you know, with Calgary coming in, if San Jose, L.A., squeak in, Minnesota, Winnipeg, you know, those are all tough teams too. But I think uh, with Kane going down and, if the Kings don't make the playoffs and the Kings and the Sharks don't make the playoffs, that makes our chances a lot better. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just really hope we do make a smart move, um, you know, come between now and Monday. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Um, we're going to also try and uh, possibly do maybe a live show tomorrow. Um, if not, we may just do another uh, regular podcast. It's kind of up in the air right now. We're, we're kind of trying to work out some of the uh, technological things here. But uh, look forward uh, to at least us doing um, some type of show either tomorrow or uh Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll have something out. Um, especially after all all the uh, the mayhem on Monday, you know, it's been crazy on social media the last uh, Saturday, Sunday, and trying to keep track of all this stuff and everybody um, out there sending out their uh, information and whatnot. So just trying to stick with everything, and we'll try to keep you all up to date on everything with the ducks. Um, we'll still be doing the same stuff we have been with the articles and whatnot. And uh, come this month, March, the next. Uh, podcast that we do we'll do uh we'll have a little contest info for you we're going to be giving away some tickets to the uh, games uh in edmonton and dallas when they both come uh to play us in uh, april um and that's it for this time and um hopefully we do something in the next uh you know day and a half here the anaheim ducks are the stanley cup 